and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast on everything there is known the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we are a little bit biased. I'm your host, uh, Brian Sanders. You can find me uh, at KCSGE on Twitter. Follow the show, more importantly, as at HEFpod. Follow us also on Facebook, where we drop all the latest Eintracht news, information, and links uh, there, all in the English language. So if you need to follow the Eintracht and don't speak German, got you covered there. So uh, you can also get in contact with us, and that's heyeintrachtfreyford at gmail.com for our email. And remember, uh, we're going to be having an upcoming contest, so we'll be posting that onto our social media accounts. Also, join our Discord chatter. We put that out on Facebook and on Twitter all the time. If you are not a subscriber to uh, either of those platforms, uh, definitely give it a Discord a shot. Uh, send us an email, heyeintrachtfrankford.gmail.com, and I'll uh, email you a link directly. So, here to talk about the Frauen. Uh, Pokal Final, uh, they still have one match remaining, uh, but it's pretty much a mid-table position that they have. Uh, we have all back after a little bit of a hiatus, Roman in Bad Fulbul. What's up, what's up, how's it going? I'm so happy to be back on. Has been way too long and too much has happened in the meantime. Too much indeed. And of course, uh, back on the East Coast of the United States of America is Matt in New York. All right, Matt. All good over here, Brian. Just another day to talk about our amazing, amazing religion, club, soccer, fandom, everything. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we've got a lot to kind of go over. I'm kind of excited for uh, what is what is to come in the upcoming weeks as silly season is starting to begin. As everyone knows from our most recent podcast, in case you're living under a rock, Oliver Glasner has joined the Eintracht as the new manager. Uh, we spoke about this last week and uh, went at length to discuss how, well, and still kind of stra- scratching our heads because, you know, um, the Dutch... Uh, former Bayern guy. Uh, was he Dutch? No, I think he was Belgian. Uh, Mark van Bommel is supposed to be taking over at Wolfsburg for Oliver Glasner, but it's like I still have to pinch myself at the fact that we have such a good coach uh, coming to the Eintracht who actually wants to be here because despite his achievements at Wolfsburg, he was far from happy there. Roma, this is the first chance that we have to talk to you about this hiring. What have you got to say? Yeah, it's actually very, very easy. If I would have had a choice from the beginning, he would have been my top choice uh, pick, so to say. Um, my other one would be Soan from uh, from Bern, but uh, I think that's solid. I think we, or it's, I think for us, it's a new thing because for the first time, we are actually getting a coach where we know. Or where we can, um, where we can know uh, what to expect, right? So we've seen him work in the Bundesliga. We've seen him uh, building a team. Uh, we know his style. We know his expertise in the Bundesliga and everything around it. And uh, that is 
that is fairly new since the past 20 years. I mean, with Funkel, uh, we knew uh, what we would get, but uh, with other, with many other coaches, okay, Christoph Daum, yeah, but uh, then two, yeah. two out. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk I about mean, that. I mean, Fee, maybe, but then, you know, they were kind of like gone, come, they were kind of like comeback guys, right? Oh, Shaft, um, you're thinking of? Who? Shaft. Uh, Schaff. Yeah, yeah but he Schaff. was, yeah, Sch yeah, Thomas Schaff. Mm, good question. Uh, are you are you trying to dig holes in my theory? No, but, <laughs> 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 no, but that's it. We, no, the thing was, like, well, you had no idea. The guy had been at, I think, uh, what, he had been at Werder Bremen for like a decade and a half. And you're yeah. like, what are you going to do the very moment that you get out of your Werder Familia, which has yeah. since uh, exploded? And yeah. uh, since uh, once Grand Club uh, down down the relegation, uh, here's hoping that they can uh, make a bounce back. What about uh, what are your thoughts about Ralf Hasenhüttel from uh, Southampton? I feel like he would have been kind of cool because I feel like he's on his way out from Southampton. Yeah. I feel like if we waited for him, I would have figured he'd be kind of a good choice. But I haven't seen anything about it. And obviously, that's just me yeah, watching yeah, yeah. the Premier League and obviously being a diehard Frankfurt fan. But you know. The German connection. I think also Daniel Fake was uh, Norwich mm -hmm. City, I yep. think, right? Yep. So he was uh, he was a contender. I yeah, was so, really I mean, like, excited if, for him, but I kept on thinking in my head, I'm David like, Wagner. this guy was at the very top of the second division of the English league, and I'm yeah. like, you're looking to get promoted right back, and you've been there, you've gone through the promotion and stuff, and now you're going right back again. And I was like, mm, like I would have taken him, but yeah. I definitely would have been kind of wary of like what kind of price tag we would have had to uh pay out for him but hey you know what we got glasner on the cheap by comparison and yeah. i just kind of feel bad that we contributed to this content cycle of bundesliga clubs picking off one another for their managers i'm like it The only, the only big difference is we waited until the end of the season, right? Which class. I think is is a big, uh, big, big uh, mistake what the others did, right? Uh, because mm. all of the coaches there are hurt, you know, from Rosa to Hütter. Uh, they all didn't do well in the whole um, uh, scenario. Um, and I think we did very well. Um, and we didn't really steal steal him as well, right? So we, did, we even left the... Uh, the claws go, you know. So um, I think we were. I think we did. We did a gentleman's agreement here, uh, mm -hmm. and everyone is happy. Even Wolfsburg is happy, or Schmatke, so to say. I don't know if I were a Wolfsburg <laughs> fans, I would be annoyed. But let's put it this way: the 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 the, the guys running the club in Wolfsburg, they're happy. Um, Glasner's happy. Uh, we're happy. Um, I think you know it was, it was a solid choice um, or a solid process, but. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think uh, we can look forward to it. I mean, you never know how uh, coaches perform in your club, right? So uh, there's never 100% sure. But I think he's, we've seen him, and this is something that is always, and uh, as, as you know, when, when I when I talk, it's like for me, like the development of young players is the most important uh, asset. And, uh, and while Hütter was good at it, I think uh, Glasner also um, is, is is on the on the route to um, you know to continue that trend or even even uh, extend it um, or professionalize it uh, together with Krusche. I think is also um, uh, a great pick. Um, so I think they're they're going to work together pretty well. And uh, yeah, I mean you never know until you see it. Uh, but 
I'm I'm excited. I think it's the best choice. I mean, some people say it's boring. You know, it's kind of like the sure pick. It's not like the new guy that you kind of take out of the Austrian or Swiss or I don't know Croatian league, whatever, and then basically boom, they they make it. Not like not like um, Mainz, right? So Mainz always. Uh, they they pick somebody nobody uh, would have ever thought it, and then they're gonna um, they're gonna perform yeah, well. And then they in their seventeen last seventeen matches of the season, they go on a run that technically would have put them like based on those seventeen matches, yeah. make that your Bundesliga table. They were a top four team. Yeah. They just under that coach, he just figured out what they needed to do, got back to basics, took a couple of Eintracht players. It looks like uh, one player will be. Making that move, we'll see how much money we actually receive in that because I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna be kind of fleeced on that one. Mm. He wants to, he wants to stay in Mainz. He wants to uh, continue with their project, and it's not like they got the money just to shell out on a major transfer fee. Whilst we did pay like what six, seven million for the guy to leave Leverkusen. Ugh. Oh, well. I think we're gonna look at a very weird transfer period, anyways, because like it's. Sure. Uh, not many you don't want to. Yeah, you don't get any money. I mean, unless, of course, you have that one player that Chelsea wants. You know, kind of. You know, but even like, like we used to make money from uh, from people that uh, I don't know West Ham wanted, right? So they were able to pay thirty, forty million, and that's gone, right? So the question is, do you want to have somebody like uh, like Kostic go for like? 10, 15 million, right? Like, no way, you know? Even like exactly. silver, 40 million, the, I think it's like it's a, it's a joke. I am happy to say that one of the Kostic links is dead and buried because yeah. it was linked to going to the other Milan club. Uh, Antarevich is at AC Milan, Inter Milan, you know, reigning champions of Italy, ending a near decade run for Juventus. And their coach said, he openly says to the media, yeah, I was told that uh, uh, we have to sell before we buy. We have to cut salary by 15, 20%. So I'm out. That immediately says to me that there's just even um, unless you are a monolith of a club. And even then, like Barcelona and Madrid, the two big ones in Spain who usually have all the cash, you know, those guys. And why would you then take Kostic? And then even your English clubs, you know. Like two of the quote big English teams uh, aren't even in either the Europa League or the Champions League, and these are yeah. two London-based teams, and so that takes them out of the running. That they're not going to be just probably uh, gunning for some players on our team. So I'm. Well, well, I have a quick question that we can for you. So now together. that you know Oliver Glasner got to rehire uh, Michael uh, Michel Schmidt back to his assistant coaching staff. How much mm. you? Who do you think he's going to be able to bring from Wolfsburg to Frankfurt? Anyone he Which wants. Pl- I don't think. I think that Mark Van Bommel will probably want to have his entire own staff, and he's going to be very. He's going to be like, well, "You brought me on. Uh, I want my people." And you know, the previous staff are going to be told like, you know, "Hey, uh, bye," and we'll be able to pick those. I I think anyone that Glasner wants from Wolfsburg, we can probably get. And, we, and you can think of it at at this from this point of view that uh, with you know players not going to be able to move all too much because of you know, just money being tight because you know we we're just living off of sponsorships and you know player sales and TV revenue, no match income whatsoever for any of these teams. So that, you know, takes a lot of the cash that they otherwise would have then been spending. I think that 
Uh, it's all about, you know, hey, you invest in your coaches because, hey, they're a lot easier to pay and then fire than it is to bring in a player and then sell him, you know, cut and run. Yeah. Matt, you were thinking coaches or players? I think, I think coaches are coaches are the ones, the transfers yeah. that will actually be going through yeah. because – I mean, now that we have Glasnar and he didn't cost all too much, I mean, how much is an assistant coach R Wolfsburg yeah, really yeah. going to ask for, for us nipping for the one coaches? of the assistant coaches? Like, 50 grand? I think we got that in the back. No, but I'm saying just having them as a duo, how much do mm. influence you think, oh. uh, you know, Glasnar and Anger Schmidt are going to have on, you know, the players. Like I'm, like, I'm looking at our defense since, you know, we didn't have that great of a defensive season, which, you know, shout out to Chris for kind of calling that out. But yeah. John, John Brooks would be kind of cool. Like that, could, I mean, it'd be hard oh, to convince him to go from Champions League to a Europa League team. But like, you know, there's a lot of big name players that you can think of, like Riedel Baku. You yeah. know, I mean, I know they just got him from Mainz, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the financial status is with Wolfsburg. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Ain't hurting. Uh, they're making, I think that those electric vehicles that they're making at, at that plant nearby and in Chattanooga in the United States, I think that they are. Uh, I think they're good to go. I don't think that Wolfsburg is going to be selling anything. What are you, Roman? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I, I don't think we're there yet, and especially right now to shop uh, to shop there. Um, I think there there may be one or two young players uh, like that that Glasner wants to keep on developing, but I don't think we're going to get any of, of the of the big ones. I don't think because like usually at Wolfsburg, you know, they have very high salary. Like you don't play there. Uh, uh, you you get compensated you basically. There. Totally, you're overpaid uh, to play there, and that's usually let's say it's 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 tough for for players to do uh, for well playing players to do an, uh, a downgrade. And so I don't really see big players moving, unfortunately. But and that's um, uh, the the big advantage and, and good thing you mentioned that, Matt, because like uh, that's exactly what right what we've been uh, um, complaining was the defense and uh, and and. You know, when we look at the defense of Wolfsburg, we know that Glasner, he, if he knows one one thing, uh, that is to get the defense uh, work, and um, so I think that's uh, that's also one one reason why I was really looking for a prospect. So when we keep the offensive power of Hütter and uh, and merge that with the defensive power of Wolfsburg, so to say, right, or the, uh, from tactical and from uh, player development skills, I think. Uh, Glasner, he also formed that, right? So it's not that Wolfsburg is a traditional defense uh, team. Uh, I think when they took over, when he took over, uh, and they were um, like almost fighting for relegation, he um, he he didn't have the best defense. I think he created that. Oh, I hope that he created that defense, <laughs> and I want him to do the same thing here as well, right? And if we merge that with uh, yeah, with all those guys either coming back. Um, or, um, I don't know, maybe Silva stays, right? So why not? You know, I mean, we've got Corona season. If there is a season, uh, he he might uh, might extend or like not even extend, stay another year. Why not? You With know? the agreement and, uh, that, hey, he'll move on once money is freed up. Yeah, because why why would you want to pay? I mean, 40 million. I mean, like, like he shot 28, 28 goals, right? So he shot in the regular Bundesliga goal, yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt, 28 goals. And how, how many did, did Jovic score? Right. So, I mean, like, right. I don't, I don't see, I don't get why 40 million is supposed to, I mean, in a Corona season, yes. But other than that, like, it's a, a regular player at Mainz. 
goes for 40 million, you know, right. um, to the Premier League. And uh, okay, this is, of course, it's, uh, but that's kind of, yeah, why not, you know? Um, <laughs> why not have him stay um, another I year? I mean, I would. One player who I think that we're going to be probably that I think has got at least the upside to be able to make the move and they're going to be hurting. And he is Austrian, Marco Friedel. Uh, I think mm. that Glasner will be like, you know what? I'm going to go the Austrian route. He will want out of a Zweite Liga side, you know, yeah. so we'll be able to get him on the cheap. I think we'll be able to fleece. I mean, that is just one idea that I have. I'm more excited about Mark Oliver Kempf from Stuttgart. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, yeah, that would be. Because he, uh, he declined his contract and apparently it's huge links with him to come to Frankfurt. So hopefully that signing happens, you know, within the next couple of days because it seems pretty certain at this point if they made Glasser mm -hmm. sound so certain a couple of weeks ago, you know, and then it was quiet and then poof, it happened. That's exactly what we need. We need more. Look, we just need more defenders uh, who can come on. And, you know, he, you know, at 26, he's still got a lot, a lot left in the tank. Uh, he's, you know, seen and fought for, you know, what he's gotten so far. You know, went to yeah. Stuttgart, got relegated with them, came right back up with them. And, you know, uh, had more success even this season and was a key figure in uh, Stuttgart finishing, you know, mid-table when some people were thinking, you know, they don't have enough experience. Whilst it's exciting, their youth could backfire on them, and it turned out to be a mm. great thing. But, guys, we've talked about the men enough. I think it's time for us to talk about the Frauen. Um, Well, the the big DFB Pokal final being held in Cologne came and went. Eintracht fell after a 118th minute winner. Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg now lists their seventh title in a row. Shame. So the question only is, um, will we be facing Bayern in the Pokal final next season and beat them three to one? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad though uh, for uh, Captain uh, Tanya Powatek because uh, she, 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 she yeah she, she really pummeled. took a couple hits and now it's proven that she's uh, torn her cruciate uh that's gonna be a very very long rehab for her so uh we wish her nothing but the best but when the red card happened uh to wolfsburg in the 96 i thought you know maybe there's enough gas in the tank to be able to make this happen but you know when they would uh, counter-attack, you just saw it did not matter. Freisinger, uh, uh, Freigang, uh, uh, Prasnikar, uh, you know, they were all just gassed. And, you know, even though they brought on late substitute uh, Martinez, you know, she really just... Wolfsburg's players just... From a physicality standpoint, I mean, they had more stamina to go through. They... Well, let's be real. They have a little bit more uh, experience at this level. And I think really uh, it's just a shame that the Eintracht just could at that very, very late stage. You just think, you know what, if we can just hold on to penalties, then it's just a toss of a coin. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, I think this is a great learning opportunity that the women are going to take from it. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we made it to the I finals. I think they're just sad for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You know, it's going to yeah. be lower mile coming into the next week, uh, you know, the next Bundesliga game. But, I mean, yeah, look on the upside. Like, Frankfurt made it to another DFB Pokal final. Like, it doesn't get better than that. You know, that's, uh, you, like, yeah. um, you know, five, what's it, five Pokal or three Pokal finals in five years. Like, we're, we're on the map, you know, we're there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is an extremely young team, Roman. I think, uh, and we've talked to uh, you and I actually interviewed with uh, Laura Feige yeah, uh, in the fall. And like you could tell that she is a girl who is hungry for success and thinks that it can be had with this Eintracht team. And she is just part of the young Eagles that are there that, you know what, perhaps next season, you know, uh, getting to that Pokal final is not going to be such a stretch and a better league uh, performance. You know, I honestly still think that this is a top four Frauen Bundesliga level team that we just got on a really bad run that just kind of bit us in the ass. And uh, yeah, that's why we're not in competition for uh, the third and final uh, European place. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it will be will be an interesting season and I hope yeah they, they get together. Um, I think like for now they're just devastated and um, and I think that they probably need a couple of days, you know, to get over the whole thing because like, even th- the way it all happened, you know, the, like literally the last four minutes of the game, um, getting getting the the Nackenschlag, right, <laughs> kind of like the, the hit on the head, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, I, I it's actually the worst did way to watch. Go. It's the worst yes, way. Yes, the, and they were so close. Penalties. <laughs> yeah, I was so ready. You know, I, I was actually watching uh, most of the game, and uh, and they had really good chances. Uh, Wolfsburg as well, uh, as well, right? But uh, still, you know, they they could have they could have made it. And like the last minutes, the, the clock was just running down. I was like, okay, that's going to be easy. But um, yeah, so it's uh, that's just a shame. To the tough way to end it for the front. So. I guess I'll uh, throw it out each of you guys before we go to hashtag what are we drinking? Uh, Roman, I'll let you go first. Is this season finishing in sixth place, uh, which is basically cemented, and uh, Pokal finalist, is this first season under the Eintracht name a success? I would say yes, right? Also, given the whole... Um uh, the whole change of everything and no people, like no fans. Um, I mean, you know, there would have been obviously, uh, I mean, not as much as for the, for the men's, but still, you know, there would have been great support. Um, and overall, unfortunately, women's soccer has changed. And that's also one of the reasons why Frankfurt Frauen joined, or the FFC joined the Eintracht, right? Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, you have the Bundesliga clubs, they just put so much money in, especially here, like the Bayern and Wolfsburg, you know, like they just... They dwarf everyone. Yeah, they just like throw money in, in the thing, you know, and, uh, and kind of... Uh, so I think we, we have to find our own place now. Um, you know, how much money can we throw in? Who can we get? Who can we attract? What type of player? And so a lot of question marks, uh, that I would have, um, guessed, of course, would I hope more to come? Uh, yes. Would I hope, would, would I would have hoped, uh, that we win the DFB Pokal? Definitely uh, higher in the ranks. Absolutely. But I mean, for a first season, with lots of change uh, and the corona um, circumstance, I think that's 
okay. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, of course, could have been better, but is the season okay? Yeah. yeah what do you think, okay Matt? season. I honestly forgot what the question was. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> no. Uh, is this season uh, oh, a success? Place yeah, yeah, yeah. A- I think it's a success. I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at the total thing, you know, we should have tied a couple more games throughout the season than um, towards yeah. the end of the season. Like, we scored 43 goals and had led in 25. That's both top four. You know, we just we couldn't finish and, you know, couldn't finish some opportunities towards the end of the season. So, um, but to, not to overshadow, you know, the DFB Pokal f- uh, finale uh, the other day. I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's a successful season. You know, it's always great to, you know, be in the, be in a chance where you get to win like a cup, you know, get a trophy. Yeah. Um, you know, it like like this does this next game doesn't really matter. You know whether they finish because um, you know even if they lose, they're going to still finish sixth. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's if anything, you know, they should take this next game as like a celebration of like a great season, like kind of respect their yeah. you know their comrades and you know play a great game and you know take a take it into the summer vacation. You know, I mean, definitely keep they got to keep their chin up because that sucks. I mean. Wolfsburg played a phenomenal season and to play 118 minutes against them, um, granted, they were definitely resilient in their, you know, defensive Mm. um, half, but, you know, we definitely made a couple opportunities for ourselves and, you know, we just, just couldn't get the job done. But, you know, that we just, like you said, got to learn from this, take it into the next season, you know, we got to finish top four, you know, we got to, that's definitely a goal at this point, you know, definitely finish in the top four and then, you know, make our way back into um, Cohen. Exactly. All right. That's going to wrap it up for segment one. We're going to be back uh, after a little bit, but next up is hashtag. What are we drinking before we in segment one and uh, boys, uh, so as the recording is a little bit earlier, I will allow uh, what you have been drinking as opposed to what you are drinking. So uh, Roman, I'll let you go as you have not been on for a while. Uh, oh, thank you, you so much. Uh, it's um, because good thing I'm not drinking anything right now. I need some water <laughs> though. <clears throat> but I have been drinking uh, obviously homemade apple wine, right? So the whole cider oh, season oh. was full in swing, and the apple wine is getting better and better. Um, very fruity, so I am happy to to enjoy uh, my my Berger Wiesengold. And uh, yeah, it's just the best thing. The apple wine you make yourself. I mean, oh, you know, I uh, Nathan would, would uh, second that on the beer. And uh, yeah, so make your own shit. That's the best. <laughs> Damn. And I'm over here sitting. Well, it is 11 a.m. here in New York, but I'm drinking Bud Light, you know, classic. Uh, yeah. Doesn't classic. That's a great, it's a great breakfast beer, you know, very, very light. Definitely gets you, yeah. you know, the day going. I'm not a big coffee drinker myself, you know, so, you know. Yeah, why coffee if you can have a Bud Light? Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I have been still on the new Belgium kick and I uh, was drinking their their Voodoo uh, IPA. Uh, it's a it's a pretty strong one though i also did recently and some of the people might have seen on my uh twitter feed uh i posted that i was at uh, my local major league soccer team and i actually had a modelo in the stadium so uh pair of beers that uh i would say yeah if you got a chance to try them for the first time do so you won't be you won't be disappointed so that's gonna wrap it up for segment one of hashtag what are we drinking uh we'll be back with segment two where we're talking about our end of season and uh one a new another new player link to the eintracht something to be excited about so stay with 
and we're here. Segment two. Hey, Andre Frankfurt, Brian, Matt, Roman. Uh, boys, season's over. Uh, well, I mean, the Frauen still have one match left to play, but with finishing in six with a guarantee of sixth place, regardless of result, against Bayern at the weekend. To give folks what that permutation is, um, if Wolfsburg uh, happens to... Uh, if uh, Bayern draw or defeat the Eintracht, they will lift uh, the trophy as champions. If Bayern lose and Wolfsburg win, then and only then can Wolfsburg be champions. So it's uh, it's all in the hands of the Eintracht Frauen. So the question is, do we really want to let Wolfsburg uh, lift another trophy? But I'd like them to at least play competitively so as to not look like uh, Gihon and uh, uh, 1982 Summer uh, World Cup. I think everyone knows what match I'm talking about, so I'll move on from there. All right, so Eintracht finishing in fifth place, a not-too-shabby dealio. Roman, I know you're a little bit pressed for time, so I'll get right to the uh, the new player link so you can have an opinion on that. Uh, so, uh, in case anyone did not know, uh, want both of the Rome-based teams, uh, Lazio, who we played in the Europa League, and AS Roma have had new uh, coaches come in. Um, that's actually the new coaches going to Inter Milan. Uh, so the Lazio uh, coach uh, Inzaghi has left there, and that's left a big old void uh, at leadership there. And suddenly, uh, Kosovo international Vedat Mariki is being linked with Eintracht at 27 years old. Um, really had a bad season in Italy. Are we really looking to buy a striker or, you know, even a silver leaves? Do we have enough to kind of be able to figure something out uh, with Glasner? Yeah, I think it's, it's the whole question is who's going to stay, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who's going to remain on the squad? And, uh, and I, I think they are preparing for silver to leave to cash out, right? So one thing we also don't know is how much money do they actually need, right? So that is like, uh, if, if I say, hey, maybe silver stays, you know, but maybe we cannot afford uh, silver on the team and not because of his salary, but just because he can bring in the cash that we might need, right? So that's why it's... Uh, um, it's it's uh, yeah it's just a guesswork and and we just need to hope that Krische, um gets the right um, yeah mix uh, in the team and definitely <laughs> if Silver leaves um, and the new guy is coming back with Juvelic and uh, uh, who else is coming uh, I mean no, Salazar we have, uh, we'll have but okay we'll have and Juvelic. Yeah, Akman. Yeah, he's he's a little bit of an offensive skill, but I think he's more on the wings. Juvelic uh, would be the only striker, right? That we that uh, that would return. So, actually, what what about Paciencia? Do we know? I mean, he's on contract. He's coming back, but then yes. he already yeah, kind of killed so everything. I keep on being Pas- quiet on that because I keep on wondering what's going on there. But I think Glasner will at least give him a chance. And if, you know, the guy comes in and he's like, you know, this really just isn't for me, then I think we'll have to find uh, somewhere for him. But if it's, you know, Ackman, you know, Paciencia, Jovelic, Ache, Ache, you know, with um, with Silva gone, 
I, I'd like to think that that's enough firepower to, you know, ha, uh, be, have us have tactical flexibility and some depth, especially considering how many matches we're going to be playing this year. Ragnar Acha is our I, fastest player on the team. Yeah. <laughs> But he's injured yeah, too is, too often, you know. That's um, that's my problem with him, so I to say, is that I don't see him as a as a stable yet. I hope I hope I'm totally wrong, and I hope next season he's going to change or this is going to change. But for now, I see him more as a weakness, uh, not in terms of skills, but in terms of you know reliability. Yeah. And the question of our offensive is like, what is going to happen if Kostic and Kamada leave, right? So then the silver is going to hurt more. Uh, if of course we keep Kamada and Kostic, you know, then yes, let's let's, let's play with Ache, um, Akman, and and Juvelic maybe even, you know, and uh, don't forget about Yunus. Yunus, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He would be my <laughs> newcomer though. To just throw that in, as, as this, this would be part. So he would be, I would say, my my newcomer for Eintracht. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to play an, an important role. But uh, striker, striker, um, yeah. Good I question. think Agnacha could hold it up. I mean, I think he's just a big enough guy, you know, like he's same height as Andre Silva, definitely a little bit on the thicker side. Yeah. I think I think it's – I feel like this happens with every single Eredivisie uh, player that comes into the Bundesliga. It's like the Bundesliga, you know, it's tough. Like it's more, it's 50-50 every yeah, single physical. time. Like you, you're yeah. getting studs up tackles, you know, 70% of the time, like compared to Eredivisie where it's not that light. You know, you've seen that with Jetro Willems when he came over to PSV. He kept getting mm-hmm. injured. Then we sent him over to Newcastle for a little bit, came back. You know, he's gone because, you know, he's been injured at the beginning of the season. So we said, you know, what's the point? The same thing's yeah. kind of started with Ragnar Acha. I just hope he kind of is like – because he's a thick boy. I'm hoping that he can kind of handle the Bundesliga. Like, you know, th- that last game kind of definitely gave a lot more hope in terms of, you know, yeah. um, his reliability in terms of his uh, what he can do within the six-yard box. It's always great to have a four that can shoot within the six-yard box. You know, step one, complete, check. Yeah. Um, now, now let's see if he can, you know, withstand the season. So I think him – I don't know anything about Ali Akman. I mean, 19 years old. I mean, there's a lot of hype about him, I guess. But, mm. you know, I, I, I'm not too sure. I, I'm, I'm a little bit salty that, you know, Dominic Kaur is going back to Mainz for, you know, the next year. That's that's a big loss because, you know, I'm not, not too sure how long Roda is going to stand out or, you know, be able to reliable, you know. Jibril Sol is probably yeah. going to have two more suspensions with the amount of yellow cards he receives every single, you know, couple games. So, yeah. you know, the midfield depth is definitely lacking. Um, that's my biggest worry, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it will be definitely an interesting, interesting season because also my my little rumor is uh, I don't even know if Hinteregger is going to stay. Right, as weird as that sounds, but he's oh, he he has oh, played like the the past games. I didn't see the Hinteregger that I used to see, and who knows what that means, right? And we know that uh, Hütter really likes him. Of course, the adventures that Glasner is Austrian as well. But uh, I don't know, the perfor- Hinteregger's performance kind of uh, made me think, you know, whether there was something in the back of his head that uh, was not making him happy. Uh, but Yeah, Hütter. Yeah, I mean- <laughs> he gets pissed off at Hütter. He's pissed off that Bobic is leaving. He's, he's pissed off about, you know, the front office that kind of convinced yeah. him to, hey, come from Augsburg. But I think yeah. I think he's all about the fans because Hinteregger is, you know, he's an oddball. You know, he, he yeah. he's definitely one of those 
people that thrives from fan who doesn't really care about the front office. Yeah. I mean, the guy doesn't even, like own an iPhone, you know, like granted he can fly a goddamn helicopter and, you know, play the accordion. <laughs> like, you know, Derek Ray tells us that, you know, every single day Frankfurt plays on ESPN plus, but I mean, yeah. um, it's I, th- I think he's going to stay. I, I'd be, I I'd so, be shocked. But- I think, I think I'd honestly cry if he left. He's, yeah. he's, he's my favorite right now by far. Yeah. Yeah, I would all agree. right, Roman. Uh, I guess because we've all kind of been in agreement that newcomer of the year is Eunice. Um, I guess I, you know it's kind of hard to uh, say no that Eunice is not uh, the player of the year. I think um, a good runner up, though. I mean, not to put any of the players who kind of came in, um, you know, return to the Eintracht from being on loan, because I think that, you know, of those guys who did that, that uh, Tuta did pretty good. But um, I think uh, we need to give some credit to Steven Zuber, who really was put in a weird position, you know, player for player swap with Gasinovich. You know, like he wanted, he was pretty good and functional. And I mean, someone out there will probably say, dude, that is not what I want to hear. But no, this is the kind of guy who is going to provide us depth for this upcoming Europa League season. And I think we'll see more and more of him as the season goes on. It's just a same shame, excuse me, that Hrustic did not get anywhere near the appearances for us to be uh, excited about until basically the last three or four match days when suddenly he was in there constantly. And I'm like, oh, this guy looks so exciting. But until then, it was like, I don't know what he apparently just was not doing enough, whatever. Uh, Hutter, you know, was thinking in his head is whatever, because, you know, kind of leaving us so mm-hmm. he can get lost. Um, player of the year. Roman, I'll let you go ahead on that. Oh, player of the year. <clears throat> now, that's a that's a toughie. Well, for oh. us, OK, in Frankfurt, I mean, if if so, the most obvious is obviously silver, right? Mm. Um, yeah, you can go with that. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what's top yeah. three? Let's do top three then. Okay, yeah. So silver, uh, Kostic definitely. Once again, a season uh, he had some lows, but just you know, I think, um, yeah, straightforward. Uh, and my last pick is going to that should be something. Um, a few. Okay, I'm gonna say. And of course, it's tough because it's the whole season, and of course, most is because of the last game. But I would say Eric Durm is a surprise, right? So um, my my surprise, just because like I would have not expected that to happen. That after um, uh, the beginning of the season and kind of he was booted out, almost gone, and that he was able to uh, give a comeback like this, you know, I would have that if, surprise. If and we that's were why on I'm, video, my jaw would be on the floor. That's how far it dropped. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? I know. I got to oh, put on go. something spectacular hey, at the hey, end as a third, respect, right? So, um, but I think the that's strength. Idea, because look, we were not expecting uh, as much from him, but uh, he ended up being a pretty good guy on the right wing. Matt, your top three for Player of the Year, or you can just go with a one. I mean, obviously, top three would be Silva, Silva, Silva. But <laughs> if we're going to be realistic here, I think Andre Silva, number one. Um, I think Philip Kostic, I agree with you, Roman. Um, just because, you know, he had that knee injury at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. came back, and then, you know, 
you know, still was crossing the balls. You know, there was no the work ethic was still there. Like I almost feel like he was working harder uh, towards the end of the season. Um, and then my t- and then you know Kevin Trapp, I think he you know he had so many one on one saves. I mean, granted, you know, let in a lot of goals, which you know I think that comes with the th- you know three in the back um, kind of gameplay. But you know, there's a lot of times where you know there's a lot of one on one situations. He you know saved our asses. You know, he made amazing saves. Yes, there were a few mistakes, but there were more way more good times and bad times and i think you know he definitely helped out with our you know defensive woes um or you know at least didn't make the fire burn more than it should have all right um my top three uh i I had to think about this for a while um it's hard to leave uh costage or silva out so i'll I'll be boring and put it in those three. But uh, the guy who you have not mentioned, I would put down Makoto Hasebe because you take him out. Um, I don't even know if we finish in the top seven, guys. Like yeah. the defensive solidity that we got, you know, during all of those draws, like we yeah. still were holding firm uh, in November and December. Not like, you know, losing all too many matches considering what was like, you know, that the team wasn't fun- fully functioning at that moment in time and him kind of switching back from back and forth from playing center back and defensive midfielder, you know, and just being so versatile. I think honestly, you, get, you can't I can't look any further uh, for my top three than Hasebe rounding out the top three. And now finally. For the last bit of the podcast, our moment of the season, our match of the season. Roman, what was your match of the season? Match of the season. Now you basically hit me on the spot. And uh, um, let me think a little bit. Let me think a little bit longer. Matt, I'll you answer go this first. one quick. Yeah. yeah, this one, this is easy. I mean, come on, boys. We beat Bayern 2-1 in Badstadion. Come on. <laughs> We had, we had okay. Nunes score an unbelievable goal. Kamada scored as well. We were up on Bayern within like the first 15 minutes of the game, and then we would come away with 2-1. I, if I were to switch it up, I would say um, the our best four-game stretch was a tying Leipzig, beating Union, beating Dortmund, and then beating Wolfsburg. And then that is, you know, before, you know, Adi Hütte said, ich bleibe, and, you know, blah, 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 blah whatever. I can't believe I uttered his name. What a fucking clown. That was, but, that was peak. Um, you know, I think beating Bayern has to be the high, the game of the season. Yeah. I mean, there's no better yeah. time than beating Bayern at home. Like, imagine when we did it with fans in the stadium, especially, <laughs> especially after losing 5 nothing back in October. Because that was, that was gut-wrenching because that was a bad time, you know, because we weren't winning games. We were tying literally – like is our job it practically was our job and then you know i think that game against Bayern in the Stadion was by far the game of the season all right roman you got it one yeah. ready yeah i mean like what kind of you were absolutely right and i think my problem was that i i i didn't really watch games with people so you know like I mean, of course, I, I did actually watch the Frankfurt, the Bayern game with with a couple of friends, but like all under the Corona, like, you know, we couldn't hug and anything, you know, so it's super annoying. And probably that's why I was a little hesitant because usually, you know, you look into your head and they're like, okay, which were like, you know, very um, uh, empath- empathy related games and and. Yeah, I would. I I would second that. I think you basically put it on the table. You put the facts on the table, and I cannot go against that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I'm going very much with an outside pick. 
Uh, match day 14, January 2nd, Eintracht versus Leverkusen. I'll point this out why. We had just come off of a victory before we had a little winter break, and so there's a lot of questions of, you know, what kind of team is going to be coming out, you know, as we're, you know, starting the weird winter, the weird, like, second half of the season. You know, we played 13 matches. Sure, we beat Augsburg, but, you know, Augsburg wasn't exactly a big deal. And so I'm actually feeling that there's match day 14, Eintracht against Leverkusen that come from behind 2-1 victory that then catapulted Eintracht to, you know, just reel off all those victories culminating with the 2-1 victory over Bayern on match day 22 that everyone seems to be mentioning. But, you know, if we didn't beat Leverkusen then, you know, we wouldn't have gotten on the run where we beat Mainz, beat Schalke, had a crazy draw with Freiburg, Spank Bielefeld, Hertha, Hoffenheim, Cohn, Bayern. Like, that was a hell of a run, but you don't get that without, you know, beating what was then really Do you remember as how Leverkusen scored their goal, Brian? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a we mess. Got, we got nutmeg on the back heel. That was a mess. And I just by freaking that that goal went in. It was. And I think oh. I like that. I like that because that was a very, very embarrassing goal scored on. Granted, from an outsider perspective, amazing goal. But from a thankful perspective, embarrassing. So I think I like that. <laughs> and uh, just to, in case anyone was wondering if there was any other kind of uh, nominations for this. Yes, Chris in Detroit was able to leave me with a few notes. This moment of the season is when Silva got the goal scoring record. Well, hey, you know, we kind of can't. He's trying to, he's putting a real silver lining on the very end of the season, and good on you on that. Uh, (laughs) Player of the year tie between Silva and Kostic. You know, God only knows what his third place guy would have been. And uh, yeah, uh, newcomer of the year, Eunice. There we go, guys. Eunice was the all everyone's choice. Uh, not surprising. Silva Kostic uh, doing their thing. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, episode 177. Uh, guys, thanks for being on board. We're going to take a little bit of an off-season break. Kind of take take it easy. We're, we've got some plans in the work for the upcoming 21-22 season for the Eintracht. Big so plans. We're going to be back with uh, with plenty of episodes, plenty of match coverage to go with because we got six European matches to go in addition to the Pokal, the Bundesliga. Roman, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? You can find me on Twitter on sfbayeagles.com and hopefully I'll have more time Ah, soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as COVID and everything is go- is uh, kind of starting to wind down, here's hoping that things will return to normal there. Uh, Matt, where can we find you on social media? On Twitter, you can find me at WAGMA underscore, and on Instagram, you can find me at underscore Wagner8. I can be found at, at K A. K-C-S-G-E, can't seem to spit it out. <laughs> At H-E-F pod is where you can find the podcast and uh, tweeting out latest links and all sorts of other funny banter that we sometimes will get into uh, with some angry Turkish people who were pissed off that Ali Akman was leaving them. Just saying, that was, ooh, still haven't gotten over the angry people that were there. But anyways, <laughs> crazy <laughs> people that they are. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm at gmail.com is where you can always drop us a line there. Hey, uh, 
at hefpod, facebook.com slash hefpod uh, for all the latest Eintracht English language news found all in one place. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, folks. Wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. So, yeah, if uh, you like our podcast, leave us a review and uh, share us with your friends because we like this is a podcast made by fans for fans to that be that lightning rod of Eintracht Frankfurt discussion that you can't get anywhere else. All right, that's going to wrap it up for episode 177, our season review of the 2020-2021 season. Uh, we'll be back before you know it uh, with preseason comments and concerns, but until uh, next time, stay safe. Uh, if you're able, uh, vaccinate, keep a mask on, and uh, until next time, choose. Choose. Hey, I'm Hey, I'm